Right on set. Rolling. Action. Action. Hello. Hello. Welcome back to Inca and welcome back to another movie review. Today we have uh, the one and only It Lives Inside. Mm -hmm. We watched this movie back in October, I think. The beginning of October. Early October, yep. Yeah. Uh, and we were between this one and a different horror movie, but we really thought that this one was going to be like the hit and that it was going to be, it look, it looks scary. Mm -hmm. So we decided to like start the spooky season with some actual horror. We actually went out and saw this movie with my mom because uh, she's a horror fan. Um, and I mean, we can just get right into it. We saw this with her? I thought we did. Why do I not remember her being there? I thought we did. Yeah, it definitely did. Because then we were talking about that right after. Oh. Anyway. Even my sister came, I think. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> it lives inside. This movie came out on September 22nd. Um, it's by a production company called, or distributed by Neon, mm -hmm. which is the first Neon movie we've ever seen. I and then didn't we watch it. another Neon movie like right after? Or at least a couple of trailers we yeah. saw. Um, they, no, there was a couple of trailers for other Neon mm. distributed films, yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah, I've never heard of Neon before. So this might, we might need to do a deep dive into Neon because they could be another like A24. Yeah, correct. Um, related or, thing uh, what's it called bloom house yeah yeah something like that but anyways um it was directed i'm so sorry i'm gonna butcher everybody's names but it was directed by bishal dutta and at the box office it earned about 6.4 million so mm. not much at the box office but i'm not but it also, also doesn't surprised feel like the, the budget was huge Do you yeah. know what the budget is i don't know what the budget was off, off okay. the top of this but um I'm not surprised it didn't get a lot of money because mm -hmm. I can't say I saw a lot of hype for it. Definitely so that's not. another reason why I'm glad we're talking about this today. Um, it doesn't have the best audience reviews on Google. Mm -hmm. um, 2.5 stars is the average. Um, a lot of them being one stars. And I don't quite know off the top of my head why, but I guess we'll get into Why that. a bunch of them are one stars? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but the premise of the movie is, desperate to fit in at school, Sam rejects her East Indian culture and family to be like everyone else. However, when a mythological demonic spirit latches onto her former best friend, mm -hmm. she must come to terms with her heritage to defeat it. Okay, so this movie, mm -hmm. the reason why I was saying at the beginning that we thought it was going to be the scary movie that was presenting at the time, is because the trailer really put it as like, I don't know, if you know of Indian culture... You know that there is a lot of like actual really scary demons and really mm -hmm. scary mythologic uh, mythological creatures and whatnot or religious creatures. Uh, so in my head, I was like, this is gonna go actually really deep into those uh, religious moments and just mm -hmm. like how deep uh, rooted they are in the culture. Well, a little bit, not quiet. It was more like yeah. any other demon that you could find in a book. Mm -hmm. uh, And me, personally, the movie was all right. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think the movie was super scary. Uh, definitely had a couple good jump scares, a couple good, like, tense moments. But yeah. at any, not at any point, I was, like, <clears throat> super, super scared. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I just really expected more out of the, the subject matter itself. Uh, and I just didn't feel like I got that. Yeah, I saw one of the movie reviews was saying that the monster reminded them of the Babadook. 
Mm, I haven't seen that movie. We we have seen these kind of creatures that feed off your loneliness before. Yeah. Um, I did really like the tie-in to like actual mythology and actual like culture yeah. that was in the movie. But I agree, like the actual scariness of it. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like I was more scared of Insidious, um, overall. Yeah. And that one, you could have your own criticisms of that one (laughs) but that one in general made me feel more fear than this one because i I just feel like maybe there was so much plot yeah in it there were at times it really deviated from the horror elements because the basis of the story is this girl who's basically turning her back from a culture that she's born into that her parents are a part of and she's trying to just be a part of this this in crowd Mm -hmm. at her majority white school and so i fell more into the plot of that and wanted to know more about that journey it felt more like a drama at times i feel like because of that yeah exactly than horror and like Um, the loss of friendship and growing mm -hmm. up together and you know like just the fact that the other one the other kid was like so straight up not okay mm-hmm. and people weren't like really addressing that they were just like oh she's a little lonely and whatnot no like you can tell that the other kid was in distress going through something mm-hmm. really really bad and i think no one was actually like paying attention to that because yeah. it was so easy to see it's mm-hmm. not like you blink and you miss it yeah and the same thing started happening to to our main character mm-hmm. and i think it's not super realistic in that sense mm-hmm. like people actually notice that right yeah. away especially <clears throat> when a person is carrying around a jar yeah no one does that it's not illegal but no one does it <laughs> like, it's like one of those things that are not illegal but mm-hmm. like why why are you doing that yeah so i don't know i'm kind of indifferent i liked the cultural stuff mm-hmm. but i liked more of the character arcs yeah. than the horror so and that's where i felt this is the down. first i think this might have been actually the first horror movie we watched in october mm-hmm. uh, and that actually if you've been following the podcast we watched a lot of horror movies we watched in october. too many too many horror movies, movies in, in october. october to the point that i forgot about this movie mm-hmm. like i just it didn't stay in my mind it wasn't memorable there were a couple mm-hmm. others that are most definitely memorable like smile and whatnot yeah and hell how still lives inside of me <laughs> But this movie specifically, it was not memorable. And it yeah. wasn't like, I wouldn't really tell someone, a, a, fan, a horror fan or someone that is trying to get into horror, mm-hmm. go watch that movie and then you you get a good scare. I wouldn't really do that. That's true. Yeah. I don't I don't think I'd actually no. recommend this as a horror movie at I all. I wouldn't. Maybe more like a junior horror, if you will. Soft horror. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you don't really want to get scared, but you still want to get a little... Mm-hmm. Ah, maybe for like a ten-year-old. Spookiness. I mean, don't show this movie to a ten-year-old, but it's like the vibe, <laughs> the vibe that I'm getting. <laughs> Shall we go into some reviews? Let's do it. Okay. <clears throat> so the first review I have is from the Hollywood Reporter, and um, the title of it says, "A horror debut about first-generation immigrant falls short of its potential." Mm-hmm. Goes on to say, "It lives inside chronicles Sam's attempt to find her friend." She embarks on a frantic search for clues, asking her mother vague questions and pulling from a, her patchy memory. The film grips us with its jump scares and Wesley Hughes' propulsive score. The stakes are high and we believe them at first. Somewhere along Sam's journey, though, the spell breaks. Dada's film slackens as it takes increasingly conventional routes and deserts the bolder promises of its premise. Immigrant 
dislocation, the notion of being stuck between worlds, and the idea of America as a land of opportunity are explored in what feels like a cursory manner. Mm-hmm. Vague dialogue full of broad sentiments makes the characters feel more like <laughs> symbols than people. Further details about Sam and Tamira's friendships are, or scenes between Sam and her mother, who figures more prominently the closer her daughter gets to solving the mystery, would have lent crucial scenes more texture. Indeed, that specificity could have also propped up the film's horror elements. Distance from the characters means that it lives inside doesn't always deliver on fright. Some of the scariest parts of the film take place in the first act, just as we are getting to Mm -hmm. know Sam and Tamira. Understanding their shared past, sensing the severance, and acknowledging that both teenagers still feel alienated adds a haunting layer to the film. When Dada moves away from focusing on the friendship, shifting gears to explore an underdeveloped love story, for example, it divides our attention and weakens the narrative. The potency of It Lives Inside and why it might be worth checking out, even if it isn't wholly satisfying, lies in how it introduces Sam and Tamir's relationship and links it to Hindu lore. That connection is refreshingly bold, and from it emerge far more interesting questions about the violent isolation of assimilation. I mean, what they were saying about this, it being scary in the first half, mm-hmm. I think the first half was definitely scarier. The second half was more intense hmm. with the mom trying to join in forces and trying to yeah. actually fight this demon. But at the same time that it became more intense, it also became more melodramatic. Hmm. It was more about her relationship with her mom and, and how she, the mom just wasn't being it and wasn't being mm-hmm. supportive or whatever it is. Right. So it became more of more of a drama in mm-hmm. that sense. But at the same time, there were more intense moments, like both of them trying to fight together, the demon mm-hmm. or the dad coming in, that kind of thing. Yeah. And that was like super interesting, but mm-hmm. I can't say that I felt scared. It felt like an action movie, yeah. honestly, in those like last final moments. And then especially like with her trying to save Tamira, you're not like fully scared for mm-hmm. her. You're just watching her defeat this monster. Um, exactly it's still intense but not scary exactly so it kind of goes back and forth Mm -hmm. on the horror elements um, and then to the aspect of it being a story of like trying to fit in as an immigrant Mm -hmm. i mean as an immigrant myself i don't know how i feel about that Hmm. i mean obviously it's not my culture um i'm hispanic not indian but it just i don't know that it's the best horror film that tries to depict um, an outsider perspective, because mm-hmm. I feel like it really could have been anything. It didn't. It didn't have anything specific that said this is a story about this specific culture. Because mm-hmm. if you describe the the whole plot and everything without saying that it was Indian, it could literally be any culture. Mm-hmm. Like it could be any demon. It could also be any race. It could be any age, even, mm-hmm. I think. It could be the same story, but in college. So mm-hmm. I don't think there was anything specific about the movie and the way they made it that is so intricate and specific to a single culture or specifically to the message that they were trying to convey. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a bit ambiguous in that sense. Uh, so I will definitely try to like deepen the roots of religion and culture and and more of how that affects it. Because if anything, the only actually fully religious thing that they were talking about was the celebration that the whole family was coming to see oh, and, yeah. and the importance mm-hmm. of the dress and whatnot and being dressed up for it. Mm-hmm. But other than that, that wasn't really that important. Uh, it was more like, oh, the parents are missing or like something like that, I mm-hmm. remember. But there wasn't anything that actually would make it stick 
that this is specifically mm -hmm. for these kind of people. It's not like you're trying to send a message to anybody. That's mm. what I'm saying. So you wish that there was more like specificity? Yeah, I, mm -hmm. I just wish there was more something that calls out for that culture. Right. That, that really shows the importance mm -hmm. of these stories being specifically about the Indian culture. Yeah. And that, sh that shows respect. I mean, I'm sure they did a lot of research and probably the people that directed it or something like that are actually Indian. But I feel like sometimes filmmakers of color get really scared of putting too much into one film because they feel like they don't they don't want to be super targeting a single spe uh, specific culture or they want to uh, have big opportunities for more audiences mm -hmm. but that's that's when you fall short as a filmmaker i feel mm -hmm. like you really need to show in your films and your movies um what your whole culture is about like mm -hmm. what i did with my with the people film i didn't try to cut short on the immigration story and many mm -hmm. immigrants have actually told me how in reality it is much worse and people mm -hmm. don't really know that and you still watch it to this day and you're like that seems a little over the top but it really isn't mm -hmm. so i feel like there could be something done with that in this movie that yeah. it seems a little over the top but in reality it's just mm -hmm. how indians live their life in america or something like mm -hmm. that yeah i think horror as like a genre is known as like <clears throat> kind of one of like the easier genres mm -hmm. to make so i understand why as like like a first like debut you might be more inclined to do um more of like the horror stuff so yeah. that you don't have to create um more of like a full world building or adding in all this extra mm -hmm. research that could help the characters be more relatable um but yeah like i i definitely get what you're saying about how you just wish that more people people of color specifically in their films went that extra mile yeah took that extra because even then even the horror mm -hmm. didn't fully stick for the yeah. same reason mm -hmm. because the horror and the demon was so specific to this culture yeah but it wasn't shown mm -hmm. why or, or how yeah if it just went a little deeper yeah i mean if you want to yeah. look at someone that makes really great horrors mm -hmm. that are really specific to a culture you can you can look at jordan peele mm. makes really good films that really speak to the black uh, american person mm -hmm. um and and you can really get scared with those movies as well yeah this next review actually kind of talks about that a little <laughs> bit more it um i think this is this is also from rolling stone okay no the other one was hollywood reporter this is from rolling stone and they were talking about how it's more of a metaphor than a horror movie mm -hmm. and that they specifically said that they it could have used a less heavy-handed approach so it goes on to say, there's a second and slightly more pressing question at the heart of It Lives Inside, however, and that is, is this a horror movie that's supporting a metaphor or the other way around? Writer-director Bishal Dada's future debut may understand the genre's vocabulary and know how to make good use of shadows, shower curtains, and a few old-school Val Luton tricks. But in the post-social horror, post-824 world in which we now live, <laughs> a certain balance is required when you're minding the fertile ground of creep shows doubling as either commentary or child for thought. And while the idea of using a supernatural scary movie as a starting port point for exploring the second generation immigrant experience, or say how diasporas can be both nurturing and confining, why attempts at assimilation may come with an unsolicited side of self-loathing, and the idea that the old world can provide foundational things that the new world can't, 
is rife with possibilities. The end result here doesn't necessarily make good on the promise of that premise. There's a sense that the symbolic nature of this endeavor and its attempt to unnerve, unsettle, and occasionally unleash a shriek out of you aren't quite synced up. It lives inside, knows you can use the cover of monsters and things that go bump in the night in your psyche to examine the real-life horrors. Mm -hmm. But when the message starts to eclipse the medium, it's time to get out. Hmm. So they really like that. Kind of, sort of. Sort of. Like, they, they, I see where they're coming from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's a little complicated, I guess, um, but it's more just saying, like, you're, like, the balance between wanting it to was show disproportionate. the immigrant experience and then wanting the horror. Mm -hmm. It just wasn't fully there. So that made it so that the scary parts weren't, weren't scary really enough. as scary. And the plot, you just... Wasn't dramatic wasn't enough. Wasn't dramatic enough. Yeah. And that's hard. That's so hard. It didn't really know what way yeah. it was going. Mm-hmm. I mean, I am sad that that's the case because all in all, I feel like the movie, if you, I mean, let's not, let's completely forget about Bloomhouse and, mm -hmm. and big studio houses that make horror, but specifically focus on a neon and, and as an independent production house and just product and independent filmmakers as a whole, mm -hmm. I think is really well done for independent filmmaking. Yeah. And the movie... Has beautiful picture, and, mm -hmm. and and I think the story itself has a good base, a good mm -hmm. starting point. That if it were to be developed a little bit more in both senses, it mm -hmm. could it could really hit it off. And probably with, with a small budget, I think the monster itself was really well done as well. Mm -hmm. and, and it's just sad that it didn't hit as hard as it could have. Yeah. Because I think there were a really, a, a really um, big amount of good ideas mm -hmm. that could have made this. Potentially, that it could have been one of those cases where there's so many good ideas that, that you really the know end what to result, you're just kind of left with like a mediocre feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I remember leaving the theater and a lot of people were saying like, oh, that was it. Okay. Yeah. It just, it just felt mediocre at the end. And I think that this had so Unfinished. much promise mm -hmm. to it with the plot. I mean, we re we picked it yeah. o uh, over, I don't remember what other film was going on at the we time. picked it over plenty of other films. I just don't remember. But it was another big mm -hmm. house making a horror film. And we picked yeah. it over that one. Um, because, yes, the premise itself and, and what it said it would be mm -hmm. was so promising. Yeah. I was so excited for it. And it looked so scary. Yeah, it really did. And in, in the trailers, I was going into it like expecting to be really scared. Oh, yeah. Because I was like, they're yeah. not playing around. Mm -hmm. I think for a first debut, I still think this is really promising. I agree. And it makes me want to follow this this director's career a little bit. Because I'm, I'm wondering if, if this director is going to go more with horror and try to make other films potentially mm -hmm. also related to East Indian culture. Or if he's going to go more dramatic yeah i'm like very curious on which which side you want to go um because I, I do think this is pretty promising yeah um i just hope that there's a balance in the future films i agree do you have any other reviews or is that mm, it that's it well with that being said and uh, we're gonna keep following uh, what's gonna happen with neon productions mm -hmm. and with the director itself because we are really interested again we're kind of sad that it wasn't a big of a success as it could have been. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's still a good movie. Yeah. Uh, really want to watch it again. If you want to watch it, I will definitely say take the time and do it. But mm -hmm. if you're going to for a really good spook, there's other movies that, that you can definitely 
yeah check out and we've reviewed a couple of them mm-hmm. if you want i would go in wanting to see the um the lore and the mythology yeah. again more for than sure. the scares for sure definitely how many clapping boards out of five would you give it i'd give it a three for that reason okay mm-hmm. i'll give it a 2.5 okay i feel really in the middle with mm-hmm. the movie yeah well, oh, with that being said, thank you so much for being here one more week with us. You can follow us at NCOT the podcast on Instagram. If you're watching on YouTube, you can find us as NCOT exclamation mark at the end I, on all pod, uh, podcast platforms. If you're listening right now on one of those platforms, you can find us on YouTube as that film couple. And you can find us with that same exact handle that film couple on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And lastly, you can follow me on Instagram as sebi.mp4. And you can follow me at caitlin.mp4. Thank you for being here one more week. And we'll see you in the next one. And And cut. cut!